Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. An award? Oh, you shouldn't have. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello, welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me, the fans podcast for Northampton Town Football Club and Club Podcast of the Year nominee. Coming up, the cobblers are in the hat for round two of the FA Cup. The fans vote for next year's kit. The East End redevelopment moves a step closer. And did I mention we've been nominated for an award? Danny's here with me to celebrate being nominated for an award. Come on. (laughs) Danny! (laughs) An actual award. An actual, an actual physical award. Not just one we've made up, a proper one. No, not this time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, it was Tuesday night, wasn't it, before the the Pizza Cup game that you were trying to get hold of us all (laughs) to tell us. Um, And I think you told Jeffy because you were too excited. Um, And then just trying to get hold of me and Neil for the next hour. Like one of us would be free, the other one then... Poppy and I had to go and put one of our kids down. So by the time it got to kickoff time, you were like, come on, get, get in there. I've got some news, got some news. And so we were all on a WhatsApp call and you shared the, the news. And astounding, Charles. Just I've, I've not been more shocked since I don't know when. <laughs> since I saw Kevin Van Veen at right back. Wing, wing back. <laughs> oh. uh, I was, yeah, you're right. The, the issue was that they, they announced it about half six, I think it was on Tuesday evening and and because I wanted to tell all of you together I didn't want to tell each of you individually I was so excited I was like wow and I just kept thinking it's already been announced the last thing that I want is for one of our listeners to send us a message on Twitter saying have you seen this before <laughs> I was able to break the news and I was like I perfect timing just before kickoff because that's when obviously the most people are going to be on Twitter on the internet and I thought this is great. We can do it. And, and I, yeah, I was I was just delirious. I yeah. think is the best way for me to put it. I was just like, oh my god, an actual award. Yes, I mean it was all down to a lot of people putting like putting ourselves forward, wasn't it? So that was um, what got us down to what is the final six of the awards. Um, so we've got to say a massive thank you to everyone who took some time out to go and vote for us and put us forward. Um, we're still quite baffled by it, I think. <laughs> to be in the company that we're in in the awards category in itself is amazing. And, I know. Uh, and we're looking forward to going and having a night at some award ceremony, which we <laughs> may feel completely out of place at, <laughs> considering some of the names that are on the list for the other awards that could potentially rock up. I mean, I, I so wanted Neil to be able to go to these, but unfortunately he can't because I just wanted to see that meeting of the minds between Neil and Mo Salah in the corridor. <laughs> just imagine what carnage could have took place. 
I <laughs> there there are you are right. There are so many massive, massive names in the world of football nominated for different awards. And you just like you were saying to me before we started recording, weren't you? Do you think people will really go? And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. well, yeah, it, it's still a big awards thing, you know. Uh, it's in London, what. in Leicester Square. That's a that's a big place to have an award ceremony, isn't it? Leicester Square. There'll be a red carpet and everything. I oh, do you think there'll be a red carpet? <laughs> Me and you are going to walk down the red, get out, get out of a taxi, or you know something, and just be like, and paparazzi will be clicking their cameras away, going, "Who the hell are they?" <laughs> I love you think I can afford a London taxi. I'm really walking from wherever the hotel is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm looking down the list of, um, it's the FSA, the Football Sports Association, I think it is. Um, is that right? I better yes. get that right. Yeah, I? that's right. Um, yeah. yeah, you are right. Um, and they've got Men's Player of the Year. And I can pick out one man who would be hopefully partying well into the night, Mikel Antonio. You want to oh. have a drink and a party with him, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I know mean, it's mid-season and everything, but... Thing is, it's a Monday night, so therefore, the reason why it'll be a Monday night is because probably no Monday night football then, I'd imagine. Well, depends who's there, doesn't it? Anyway, it depends who's there. But yeah, I mean, I, that's probably why they've done it. It's not no, a weekend no, because there'll no, there's be there's no game. Monday night football. No Monday See, football. there you go. It's, but, um, it's there so that people can make it. Yeah. It's written in the stars, Danny, that we'll meet people. Yeah. You know, we might not take home the trophy, although we've got a yeah. chance, but... <laughs> But we'll, we'll we'll get to meet we'll have some a bloody good time. I amazing think. people, I think it's going to be Viviana Medemar. Hopefully, she'll be there. Oh. What legends? Helen White, Frank Kirby, Connor it's... McNamara, the commentator of the world. The one thing that I'm a little bit worried about, Danny, is that me and you are essentially representing Northampton Town. <laughs> yeah, that's the concerning part, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, so, if anybody and... from the club's listening, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh... <laughs> I think we are planning some sort of. Patreon special, uh, oh, yes. fan club special, where we record our goings on that night on our phones, and that that could get to all sorts of levels, couldn't it? Yeah. If anybody was listening to the Euros pod, by the way, in the summer, um, <laughs> just so you know, both uh, the Guardian Football Weekly and the Ramble have been nominated. So that tug of war, yeah, it might happen. It could happen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get on to the cobblers. Um, I apologise now that that. I might be a bit giddy all the way through this episode, but it is the first time that we've actually recorded since the nomination. So um, we'll try and get through it as best as I can. But just so you know, I've got this just this huge smile on my face that I can't get rid of. It's it's ridiculous how happy it's made me. So yeah, um, Cobblers two, Cambridge two in the FA Cup first round. Decent result, I think. In the end, apparently a cracking. Proper FA Cup tie, though, Danny. Yeah, I've heard the word pulsating used this week. <laughs> Stop watching Just. the porn. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was John Brady who said that. Pulsating oh. FA Cup tie. Oh. Yeah. And um, I haven't seen it. There's, there's no full match on the iFollow this week, so it's... it's yeah, you can't watch it back. Yeah, it should have, should have gone, really. Um, you said that John Brady called it pulsating. Um, the, was it John Brady, was it somewhere? The, well, the Cambridge manager doesn't agree. Oh, doesn't he? What did he say? Said it was an awful cup tie. Oh, of course. Not. Said it was awful. Well, I don't, it's, it's just an awful game. Oh, he's miserable than any. He's, he's the type of bloke yeah. who has butter on toast and that's it. <laughs> Sorry, that's you, Charles. Suddenly goes quiet. One thing that I will say, like, 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 I wasn't there. You weren't there either. So no. we are part of this problem that I'm about to mention. <clears throat> hmm. Bit disappointed about the uh, the attendance. Yeah, it was three thousand. Well, less um, than four thousand. That you know, that's not great, really, is it? I mean, I know it's a cup tie, so therefore <clears throat> season tickets don't count. But the prices were reduced, weren't they? I think it was fifteen pounds for adults mm. to go. Um, I'm not sure what more the club could have really done in that respect to get more people in. I mean, you could argue and say give some tickets away to schools and things like that. But, you know, we're constantly, you know, having a pop at that lot from slightly down the M1 between us and Luton, aren't we, for doing things like that to boost their attendance. So maybe that's a bit hypocritical of us <laughs> if we would start doing it. Just disappointing for the first yeah, round of the bit. FA Cup. A little bit, yeah. I think it's not exactly the sexiest of ties, is it? Um, it's the we hate been... more than you, Derby. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> but, 
I, I think we'll it'll probably actually be more more there'll be a lot of people going to the to the replay, I would have thought from from our end. Um but yeah, slightly disappointed, I think. I think if it's something like a second round and you know what the third round tie is going to be and stuff, you get a bit more. But And there's a lot of games at this time of year as well. People are saving for Christmas, all that sort of stuff. So, um, And there's the Pizza Cup happening on Tuesday, Charles. So obviously a lot of people <laughs> would have just been spending all their money on that instead. I can't go to the football this week. I've had a Papa uh, John's. <laughs> yes, exactly. Pizza Sorry, cups. everyone. Um, yeah, yeah uh, I mean, the people that, that did go got to witness a couple of lovely goals oh, yeah. from a cobbler's perspective, didn't they? I mean, Atete just... Cambridge couldn't handle them by the looks of it. No, I mean, we almost gave them a goal when, they, when we scored them because I think Horsfall had a bit of a moment at the other end, but um, managed to get a block in. And ball dropped to the man who you'd want on the ball in that situation in the right-back position, didn't they? Samuel Tobias Hoskins. <laughs> Beckham-esque ball through <laughs> and um a tessa composure at the end of it as well just to take it around the defender and dink it over the keeper i enjoyed that Love a little I, dink. I enjoyed it it looked like the type of goal that you expect to see in like premier league two where he would yeah. have been used to have been playing yes so, yeah yeah when he's got the time and the space to do yeah. that and he's, but he's got but that shows a lot a lot about his confidence at the minute doesn't it tete that he's, oh, God, yeah. he's he can just take it whereas you know he might have fluffed it a couple of weeks ago he might have just hit it first time or something, but to take his man on and to show that composure was great. And the, um, the BBC commentator, I can't remember who it was, who was covering the highlights, said, oh, Antonio Conte might be watching, might want to keep an eye on him. <laughs> I thought that might be a little bit reaching, but no, I kind of yeah. get the sentiment. But they've, um, they've obviously trusted us well enough to play him in the FA Cup and not... <laughs> not risk a cup tie. Well, this is it, isn't it? He's played in the <laughs> FA Cup, so you would imagine that that they won't be recalling him in January for any yeah. reason. I mean, uh, not that we want to start that rumour at all, because as far as I know, that's not going to happen. Um, it would be a travesty, I think, at this moment in time, if it, if it was. And, and I'm going to stop talking about it immediately, <laughs> because we all know the things that I say tend to jinx things. So I'll shut up. Um, <laughs> and then Paul Lewis got the second. Yeah, can I just talk about the Cambridge goal quickly first? Oh, you can do if first you really want to. From, I mean, what is this? Under the Abbey stand? Crikey. Yeah. <laughs> so they've shaped up for the free kick, and our wall is actually in height order. I don't know if you noticed this. I didn't. No. <laughs> but, um, so just, Sam I just Hoskins was first, was he, on the left? Well, so, yeah, on the right. Yeah, so okay. they've called it in from the left. I think Hoskins is on the right. But um, it just gradually gets taller as the <laughs> wall gets... And they've just whipped the ball in. They've completely missed the wall out with the with the ball. Just completely bypassed it and <laughs> just headed in the back post. And then... I oh, know, actually, no, Hoskins wasn't in the wall. Oh. Because he's uh, smashing... He's smashing the ball in the back of the net in anger when the ball goes in. Oh, yeah. Screaming some obscenity at one of the defenders, I think. Oh, <sighs> it's... Annoying that we've got done by was it two set pieces as well yeah, both of them both that's annoying but yeah <sighs> I think this the second one was I think it's not on the highlights but the second one was a bit of a dodgy decision to give I think it, it was well the first it. one was a dodgy like lots of people moaning about the referee I noticed on mm. Twitter uh, during the game uh, something to I think was, was I, I might be wrong here but I think Guthrie got an elbow in the face. Mm. Um, and n- nothing was given. Um, there were a couple of, somebody even maybe said something about a headbutt that only got a yellow card. Uh, oh, granted, not seen any of this, so I am just going by what's <laughs> happening. Spreading rumours. <laughs> yeah, 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 spreading rumours. Um, but, but yeah, so I, it didn't sound too good, but I think that might have actually contributed to the atmosphere because a lot of people have said that they've not heard six fields like that this season. And considering it was a smaller crowd than normal, I've seen quite a lot of fans actually saying how much they enjoyed the atmosphere at Six Fields yeah, on Saturday. Was, yeah, it was a little different, wasn't it, with, with the cup? There's, and once you go a goal up, there's that little sense of, you know, it's not a massive upset. Cup if we fever. Win, but, but yeah, it's cup fever. Yeah. Cup um, fever. And, and John yeah, Brady got local, booked as well, didn't he? He did. That helps as well. I, I like that. You like I that? Remember, I, mean, I remember uh, Coldwood being a bit salty a lot of the time. Didn't he get into a fight somewhere? Was it Swansea or something where Coldwell got into a massive fight and oh, got I sent remember. off? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Colin got into a fair Colin Coldwell's salty? No. Yeah. Surely yeah. not. I, yeah. Last time I saw him being a bit salty was when I mentioned uh, him getting a <laughs> World Cup win again in the Euros <laughs> against England. <laughs> oh, yeah. dear. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think that in regards to the game, we can't really talk about it too much because we weren't there, obviously. The second mm. round draw is on Monday evening, so it will have happened by the time you're listening to this. So we won't yeah. talk about that too much, obviously. Mm. Um, I it was great again for the second goal, by the way. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? And mm. and also, I don't know whether you noticed, so the, you know the goal cam that the, oh, yeah. the, the club put out usually on a Sunday? James Hennigan actually sort of quote tweeted this and, and and said, look at Paul Lewis's movement mm. for how he gets the tap in. He, he, he moves the defender like one way, then the other, and then kind of goes to go to the back post and basically feigns that and then goes more into the middle, you know, towards the, and, and it's an easy tap in for him, but mm. it's all down to the movement that he's done. He's just done his defender. Defender yeah. doesn't know whether he's coming or going. It's it's brilliant. Yeah. So if you've not seen that, well worth a watch. Yeah. A lot of goading as well, which I enjoyed. Goading into the away end. Akuna Teti jumps in the air a few times. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you go, does it? You jump in the well, air a couple of times. Without getting booked. On a pogo stick. I don't think we can complain, can we? We're no, in the hat. I think I predicted a draw, and I think it's probably mm. was pretty fair from what I can tell. I mean, I um, was getting really excited because my prediction was a two-one win with both the Tete and Paul Lewis to score <laughs> the goals. I was like, "Oh my god, it's happening! I might get one right." <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think it's I think it's fair enough. Um, I don't I don't particularly want the replay in terms of another game to play. We've had a lot of injuries and illnesses and stuff. We just want to get through and not have to deal with a replay or trudging over them cow fields on a Tuesday night, but what will be, will be see what happens in the draw. Case you'll, you'll, probably, you'll know what the draw is by the time you hear this, but we'll see. And that'll That's probably, it. you'll probably be able to tell how, by um, what the draw is, how many people we take over there. Oh yeah. I, I, but it's the second round, isn't it? So it's not like we can face a big team. No, that's true. That's very true. But we could get like, a um a game that's on TV or something like that. Or, yeah, potentially. You know, but if, I, yeah. if George Salford, <laughs> no, God, don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least it's guaranteed TV coverage if it's yeah. Salford, isn't it? Um, I think the only other thing really to mention about the FA Cup game against Cambridge was the fact that 15-year-old Josh Tomlinson was on the bench mm. again uh, after he'd appeared. Well, he started, didn't he, in the Pizza <laughs> Cup yeah. on Tuesday night, and therefore took the crown of the Cobblers' youngest ever professional footballer appearance maker yes um from ivan tony no less i wonder what mm. happened to him yeah no idea um and he also then went on, on and played full 90 minutes in the fa youth cup the very next day as well didn't he um yes. which the youth team won three nil um i think there was a there was another lad that also did that so it wasn't all joss tomlinson but i think one of the midfielders um also played two full 90 minutes in a row Mm. Jürgen Klopp wouldn't have it, would he? No. I say the moan about all these Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Get on with it. (laughs) 15-year-old there. There was so much news in the last seven days. I I mean, I'm struggling. Struggled to keep up with all of it. Um, News after news after news after news. It was. And it it did feel like it was was kind of like one after the other after the other, you know, wasn't it? I mean, we'll we'll get on to what we, we won't do it in chronological order. We're doing it in what I have deemed order of importance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, if if you think that something else should have gone first, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> uh, I didn't know what I was going to say there. Um, so, podcast dot com. The East Stand, yes. Danny. It's, it's, there's been a lot of talk. There's been a lot of waiting. <laughs> um, and uh, let's be fair, there's still probably going to be a lot of waiting. But it was announced um, earlier last week that um, the the club and the um, West Northants Council have provisionally agreed for the you know the movement of it if you like the next stage to happen everything's got to be ratified at an actual formal council meeting in december i believe but essentially the club have agreed a deal with the council that will allow the east stand to be completed yes 
at last. Yes. Thank, well, the, the word that stands out there is in principle. <laughs> That's the bit that worries me. So we've had a lot of false dawns. Always um, the word A lot of false dawn Frenchies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been a, and so I think we can forgive anyone for until actually things start happening. Um, you'll see it when you'll believe it when I see it. But Absolutely. this is good news. It's got to be good news. It's um, it's such a long time coming that, and it's such an eyesore. We say it all the time. You know, when we're struggling for things to say, when we're losing games every week and stuff, um, it all comes back to the East End. And we, it just like the pictures of it look great. I think um, the car park and everything. And do do you think do you think so? Yeah, I think it just it just anything's better than what it is at the minute. I is think that what it is though? Yeah, is probably. it just that anything's better than what it looks like at the moment? Yeah, and I just I quite like the look of it. It's and it just, it just it's got to be better. It's got to be. I know there's a lot of issues around you know, how much it's going to cost for for the time it took and all this kind of thing. But I think just get it done at this point, um, and then we can do we can start building on us on other stuff. Like you can get the boxes in there. You can start getting revenue in there all the time. Wow. It just looks a lot smarter, and it's a lot better for players to come and see and to to actually. You know, you come and visit the the ground as a player, and you say, "What's going on there?" And it's just such a it's just a, something that's been hanging over our heads for so long. It would just yeah. be nice just to get something there, wouldn't it? I, I I question whether the players really care. I you know, I I really do. I question whether a football player, a professional football player, would rock up and go, "I'm not signing for you because of that." I, 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 I don't no, really but, think that that plays that much of a part in any sort of money at the end of the day is what, what signs players and gets players to come. Yeah, so. I, I think that's true. But I think there's if they if you've got the option between us and someone else and there's something tipping it. Really? They, yeah, I think if we're, if we're offering the same money as another club that's that looks a little bit better in terms of the, you know, the, the structure of it. I, I just thinking people in players' minds, I might be wrong. Players, get in touch. Tell us. <laughs> are you a football player? <laughs> you we need be. you. We need your advice on this. Um, but yeah, um, I just think it might play into their minds a little bit. So, okay. I mean, one thing that I, I've had an, an interesting conversation with one of our um, fan club members since the news came out um, about the East End. I won't name the person, but they'll know who it is when obviously I start talking about what was mentioned, but they believe that essentially all of this is just a, it's essentially a vanity project. It won't really do anything to take the club forward because there isn't. So, so first of all, it's going to cost a lot of money. So in order to make that money back, it's going to take a lot to be able to recuperate that, to recoup it, recuperate, recoup it. The amount of boxes that we've got and the amount of money that you can sell a box for isn't going to just, you know, you're not going to break even after a, a season or maybe even a couple of seasons. It's going to take a long time. So the argument that this person has is that, you know, why, why are, we as a fan base that bothered about it we should be maybe looking at other ways to make the club actually earn more money more regularly so forget about the stand get it you know done as cheap as possible just to finish it off so to speak and then let's put some investment into actually th- projects that could earn the club money 365 days a year rather than the 25 or so that it currently gets money from yeah yeah and I, I agree with a lot of that actually that um i think this is probably the thing that's been taking up most of kelvin's time the board's time over this past couple of years um and an idea where we would be working on stuff to do that all the time as well but um I, yeah i think i'm gonna agree we just get it done but then while it's getting done, just be thinking of what else we can be doing because there's a lot of plans, there's a lot of different um, ideas, great ideas um, going around that we can do and we can start on. We don't necessarily need for the East End to be finished before that happens. It helps, but I think it's just a sign. I think to me, it's just a sign of um, of us of it actually 
of us actually moving forwards a little bit. I know it's like building it back to fairly similar to how it was before capacity wise. It's to me, it's just been dragging on for so long that I just want it. I just want to see something else when I'm looking out from the West End. I just want to see like a completed football club, um, and one that's moving in the right direction. And I think we are like as a whole. There's, a, there's so much good stuff. We're going to talk about a lot of it, but there's so much good stuff going on at the minute that we've got to capitalise it now. I think if, if we can get this done this season, if we can go up this season at the same time, that'd be even better. Um, yeah, youth youth team, women's side team, everything's just going so well at the moment, and let's just get it get it done. Come on, Charles, get it done. Get it done. Get it done. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I will say, um, go on. Didn't take Tom Cliff long, did it? <laughs> we asked him. He said, "Get get that East End done, Tom." <laughs> get it done. First couple of weeks. There you go. There it is. I'm, I, I, I'm sure he's not been involved in any talks. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's even been ratified yet. Um, he's it's, it's not even gone through the paperwork. But yeah, well done, Tom. Uh, <laughs> taking away all the credit oh. from anybody else that's actually had involvement in all of this. Yes. <laughs> One thing you did pick up, Charles, as well on the plans. Yes. Go on. The Dean Pier corridor is in place. Well, I, well, I, I, I say yeah. that a corridor is on the plans. There it's not officially corridor. been named the Dean Pier corridor yet, but yet, yet being the operative word. Yeah, exactly. Harry, that is the thing because the club have released de- fairly detailed plans. Um, in fairness to them, of uh, what the completed stand would look like and and how it would work. Um, so where we're talking about here is is the second floor of the stand so this is where all of the executive boxes will be so i think there's about 18 in total that could be there um although there's different things that could happen they could make larger rooms instead of having um smaller boxes but one of the things that they they talk about is how they're going to basically name these rooms, aren't they, after legends and, and stuff, yes. which is the right thing to definitely do. Oh, yeah. And we have called it for a long, long time, the corridor needs to have a name too. <laughs> and it's got to be Dean Pier. It's got to be the Dean Pier corridor. <laughs> the Dean Pier. Even if it doesn't get given that <laughs> official title. We gonna... at the podcast, that is what it's going to be called. Kelvin, if you're listening, just a tiny little plaque will do when you enter a doorway. No, we don't need that. We need a post-it note. Post-it note. Post-it note. Yeah, I'm going to take it entering in. the Dean Pier corridor. On my first visit, if I ever... Oh, it, please. Yeah, sneak in there. Post-it note, Dean Pier corridor. I'd, I'd absolutely love that. I really yeah. would. I really would. I, I'm sure in, in future pods we'll talk about who should be, uh, oh, yeah. you know, names to be used um but yeah one, one thing I, I i wanted to sort of say because obviously there were um there's so much about this whole issue isn't there with the east stand it's obviously gone on for far too long mm-hmm. um you know there's there's lots of different opinions which is absolutely fine um and i think we're i think most people sort of see where we come from in, in terms of that, you know, me and you share more or less the same opinion, I think, Danny. I think Neil and Jeffy do as well. Um, but obviously there are people that don't see it the way that we do. And we'd be wrong to just sort of ignore that, I think. And one of the things that was obviously uh, has come off the back of this is that there was a statement issued by the Supporters Trust who did welcome, you know, the development the moving forward of this, but they also said that they would be seeking um, urgent conversations with West Northampton's council about what the football club will end up with, what benefit the football club will end up with in the longer term. Because I do think that's where the, the, the argument that the trust have got is coming from is You've got this deal where we're going to, sorry, we, the football club, are going to buy the freehold of the land that is next to the stadium Mm -hmm. in order to then sell that, presumably, for redevelopment, i.e. whatever whatever you can build on that area. I don't know. I'm not an expert. But the most talked about thing is basically warehousing, isn't it? That's what we're most likely to end up seeing. 
And the question is, is by selling that money, what will happen to that money? Where will it go and how will it benefit the football club? Now, obviously, the football club will turn around and say, well, first off, it will remove the debt from the balance sheet. So the director's loans will be repaid. So the club will be back to zero. And I think that that's absolutely fine in my point of view. I know that there's arguments against that. But it's what happens to any money that's left over? I.e., let's just say that by the time that this is done, the debt in terms of director's loans is at 10 million quid. That means we need to recuperate at least 10 million quid on the sale of whatever you know happens on that land in order for that to then break, go back to zero. And the question is that, well, how does that really benefit us as a football club other than giving us a clean slate? And that's mm. the bit that is obviously contentious because, and, and there's no real way of us being able to turn around and go, um, well, it will be a benefit because there'll be, you know, we don't know how much the, the land would be worth in terms of selling it on to be developed. There's no way that you, me, or anybody else at this particular stage could turn around and know how much money anybody would be able to get from that. At the moment, the land is worth, I think it's around about 895000 I think that's what the independent valuation came back with. And the club are willing to pay that money to uh, to buy the freehold of the land. They wouldn't mm. be doing that if they didn't think that they could get that money back, plus a lot more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's all just like a trust exercise and a lot of trust has been lost by previous regimes, so to speak. Um and it probably does need at some point, Kelvin, to answer those questions and to answer what's going to happen and who, where, when, if they can give us some sort of figures, that'd be great in terms of what's going to happen for the club. Um, but hopefully that will happen in due course. Um, Hobbycraft survives, though, thankfully. I noticed on the on the map. What's that? Sorry. Hobbycraft, Hobbycraft and Wicks still there. Oh, really? Yeah, they've just missed the cutoff point, so they're, they're still there. They're still standing. So <laughs> glad to know that as well. But, um, I'm so pleased that you're looking out for these retail Well, units. these are the sorts of things that I noticed, Charles. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think it, I think it's, it's just a case of who and what do you trust at the moment. And yeah, it's, it's difficult too after what Cardoza puts through, um, especially in terms of land and all this kind of thing. But yeah, I think I, I can only speak from a personal point of view that every time I've spoken to Kelvin and, and Gareth and everyone at the club that's going towards this, that, that I put my trust in them, whether it be right or wrong, I don't know, but we'll find out. So I'm, sure, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure there will be chances to question them. And as always, they'll answer questions, I'm, I'm sure, by email and things like that. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that if and when there's any more to sort of come out of this, then then we'll, we'll be inviting them on the pod as we normally do. And um, they've never refused a request to do that so far. So um, expect that to happen again in the future. Um, some other news that came out um, in the week and something that we had a little bit of a hand in as well, Danny. So um, mm. a little pat on the back. Oh. We're literally, literally oh. only putting that in for the awards, people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, look at what we do. Um, yeah, no, we were part of the working group that has come up with, um, along with the football club. We're not really, we didn't have that much of a hand in this, of course. But for <laughs> lots of other people were on that as well, including the trust and um, Ethan Grand, the historian, and um, Six Hills Travel. Lots of different people have come up with four kits uh, or concept kits, if you like, um, for you, the Cobblers fans, to vote on as the kit that we wear next season, um, whether we be in League One or League Two, for our 125th anniversary. And I would just like to say that I do think that all four kits look marvelous splendid they all and they all bring back a lot of great memories as well obviously not the 60s and 70s ones that wasn't there for but i was gonna say do they they? (laughs) well only in terms of watching like videos and youtubes Mm. and you know vhs's of the past and stuff they evoke memories all the kits don't they 
They do. I mean, so if you haven't seen it yet, um, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, because unfortunately the vote for this actually happens or closes before the pod comes out, which is a little bit annoying, but there we go. We can't have any everything, can we? Um, but that means that essentially we can talk about it and give our opinions without thinking that we're maybe um, influencing anyone. Uh, I think so. Kit number one is a remake of the. <laughs> Sorry, this is like blind date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The nineteen sixty-five number one. <laughs> the nineteen sixty-five to sixty-six kit. So this was a long sleeve top which had claret body and white sleeves with, would you call it ringed cuffs? Mm-hmm. Um, Are you talking about the original one? The original yes. one, yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah. about. So ringed cuffs of, ringed of cuffs. three claret rings by the looks of it. And then obviously um, a sewn-on cobbler's badge, you know, big <laughs> Northampton town crest on the, the left breast. Um, so that was that's kit number one, and that's obviously come out and, and been redesigned by Hummel, um, of course, uh, as a concept. The next kit, kit number two, uh, a predominantly white kit with two claret hoops uh, on the front, which was worn between 1967 and 71. and was also, of course, used in that incredibly famous away victory at Anfield in 2010 in the League Cup. Um, kit number three is the 1986-87 Division 4 title winning kit. So many people will know this as being like the TNT shirt i would imagine is how most people remember that um as well as it being the um graham cars championship winning team um shirt and then kit number four is the is an updated version of the lotto shirt from the 1996-97 playoff winning um season i will say right now that i think all four options i would be happy with any single one of them would you agree, Good. Danny? Um, I'm not sure. Actually. I, I've got. I'm leaning quite heavily towards 86, 87, just because it's unique in terms of mm-hmm. what you want to celebrate in 125 years. I think it would be great to have something that's quite unique to that we don't usually have. I think the 96, 97 one, although it's got the most memories for me, mm. it's probably the most kind of like we would have in any other normal year kind of thing, if you know what I mean. It's like it's like I any think, other seasons. Yeah. And I think that with the kit number one as well. Number one as well, yeah. Five sixty six. It's yeah. it's a little bit too close to what we've had last season and this season. Yeah, me. yeah. Whereas I think eighty six, eighty seven is just something a little bit different. Um mm. it's a nod to one of the greatest seasons we've ever had, which um um I think is great as well, mm-hmm. which yeah, and I just like the design of it as well. I like how they've translated it, um, how they've updated it. Um, and I think Humble, the Hummel design is probably, it's less obvious on this one that it's been updated, if, if you know what I mean. Whereas, whereas the Hummel yes. parts and the other ones are quite, you can see that they've changed the kit, that they, the Hummel bit actually changes the kit quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and stands out. Whereas I think this one is a lot more subtle and it's more about the shirt itself than, than it yeah. is about who's made it. The thing that I, I, I so, yeah, or complete transparency. I'm I'm an eighty six, eighty seven voter. That's the that's the one for me. Um, I will say though that, and I I absolutely adore the socks yes. that are on the sixty five, sixty six yes. kit number one. The yes. striped socks, the striped socks can't beat striped. Oh, socks. Yeah. absolutely love them. Um, yeah. I do agree completely with what you're saying about like the the fact that we've got the Hummel bit. Like, so one of the things that makes the older the the first two kits, which are obviously the um, much older kits, um, pre sponsors, of course. I think the issue for me is that once you put the sponsors on, you lose the feel yeah. from the original. And that's, you know, it was one of the things that I did sort of mention. I don't know if you remember, Danny, but when we were sort of all in the working group talking with um, the football club, I did bring it up and I did sort of say, look, is there any chance, do you think? And I think I was actually talking about the the two hooped one mm. um, in particular, is that, you've got to fit the University of Northampton logo on it. Now, they've done a fairly decent job to do that, but they've made the hoops a lot more further apart. 
So there's a big space in between to fit the University of Northampton logo in, which takes away the, not completely, obviously, but it does remove part of what that kit is or was back in the 60s. And I did ask, and I did say, look, is there any chance just asking whether we don't have to have the logo on it? But obviously they're not going to say yes to it. It's a commercial thing. It's annoying, but that's the world we live in now, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas again, I think the 86, 87 one, it's less in your face, the sponsor is it. It's kind kind of fades more into the background rather than, and it becomes Mm -hmm. obviously because there was a sponsor on it before as well. That probably helps. Um, But it's just, it just, to me, it just, it screams out something different. And I think that's what we should go in for, but we'll see what happens. I like the gold badge as well, by the way. Yes. The 125. Um, yes. Yeah. Badge is, is lovely. I think I, I really do like that. And much, I will say that's a much better version. Do you remember the centenary badge, the round one? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That, that's better. Yeah. And this we, is we better might talk about that. the other badge. <laughs> no, the, the Pokemon. Uh, yeah, we won't be doing that at all. Um, lovely stuff. Right, um, we'll take a very quick break and we'll be back in a moment. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Inside the fan club this month, then, um, you'll hear what it's like to be club chaplain as Hayden Spenceley is our next guest uh, on Meet the Staff. Uh, there's also a new episode of Extra Time coming and Danny's quiz, yes, Danny's back in the quiz seat, uh, will take place on Sunday the 21st of November. Oh, and don't forget, Danny's weekly roundup of all the goings-on in League 2, brand new podcast, exclusive to all fan club members, is also available. It's a weekly podcast, comes out on Monday afternoon-ish, um we've already had one this week's is an fa cup roundup of course um and you can get all of that um and and loads more actually i i looked at looked through it earlier just to sort of see what else was in there um there's lots more and you can get access to it from as little as two pounds a month you just go and visit patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me uh right danny Mm. Um, the first bit of news, I think this is right, the first bit of news that happened this week since we last recorded the pod was that Martin Foyle has departed Yes, his role as uh, head of recruitment. Uh, he's left us for Morecambe. Yeah. Yes. Splitter. <laughs> mm. How dare he? <laughs> do you know who I blame? Who do you blame? Matt Sammons. Oh yes, as Matt mm. Sammons, Morecambe fan, Matt Sammons now. Yeah, as he'll forever be known. <laughs> <laughs> One of our listeners, Cobblers Vlogs, of course, YouTuber yes. Matt Sammons has gone to university. He's gone to UCLan, which is Preston, but he's been uh, getting work experience at Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, um, some, some excellent reports on that as well. Young Matt, yeah, absolutely. So um, let's hope he comes back. And who, Matt or Mar- Martin Foyle? Oh, no, Matt. Matt's Matt no, right, foil. Okay. no, no, you don't need more foil. <laughs> um, but he used to be, um, he worked with Stephen Robinson, didn't he, at Motherwell? Yes, he did. That's I think that's probably why, isn't it? There was a lot of people sort of saying, I noticed, oh, this, this, you know, basically digging the club again, um, saying things like, oh, how are Morecambe a bigger club than us? Why, this, this, this isn't good news that people would rather go and work there. I mean, there's a lot more to it, I, th- I, I think. I mean, you know, it, this is, Maybe I'm just being a, an apologist again for the club, but I, look, he, he worked with Stephen Robinson at Motherwell, didn't he? And I think he's just been offered coaching as well as recruitment role there as well. So yeah, yeah. They, they don't seem too surprised by it, basically, did they? It wasn't like no. a, oh, there's a there's a part of me that wonders whether we may be even, and you know, we'll never know this. But there's a part of me that wonders, did we basically turn around to him and say, look, 
come and help us out in the very short term. Here's a nice bit of money. And then as soon as it's settled down, you can go to more. Yeah. Or you can get it. It must yeah. have been on the on the cards, I would have thought. I mean, maybe every time we get stuck in a rut somewhere, we just get foil in. <laughs> Oi, Martin, Martin, come on, three one, ah. come on. He's, got, he's just go, go and find us some. Because um, to be fair to him, it's worked out all right. I mean, there's a lot of questions about his signings and stuff, or like you know the transfer committee signing, and he was a massive part of that. Mm. But they've they've turned out pretty good. I think so. Yeah. I think they have. I mean, yeah. yeah, done pretty well so far. And uh, and again, if 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 Danny. Come May, we're talking about oh. the P word. Oh. Then that'll be the second cobblers team that that Martin Foyle has had a hand in. Yeah, we won't say any more than that. Don't want to jinx it. <laughs> uh, we mentioned it earlier on, didn't we? But the youth team progressed in the FA Youth Cup last week. They've reached the second round after beating Kings Lynn three nil. Jack Connor got a hat trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that match and as we said before quite a number of the uh, the young lads played their second 90 minutes for the football club having made their professional first team debuts in the pizza cup uh, defeat to Brighton which we haven't mentioned because we don't normally talk about it do we but I watched that game I paid a tenner to watch a flipping pizza cup game the reason why I did it was because of all of those I wanted to see how the youngsters got on and I was impressed. I yeah. was really impressed. And in the end, I think it just their inexperience and um they uh, for me, the last sort of fifteen minutes you could tell that they were tiring. Yeah, definitely. The, we, they just ran out of steam a little bit, which yeah. is com- which is understandable. I think absolutely um, not. But yeah. they, they they looked completely like they didn't look out of place at all, did they? Um, coming in. And some of them, I think Liam Cross had a great game. Oh, um, he was brilliant. Charlie Woods was decent in goal. There's a lot of them really did themselves no harm at all, and you can tell. And the, the type of manager John Brady is, he would have worked with some of these before, right? Um, yeah. So it's got to be good. It and has. They're got- in. They're still in all the cups. The youth team, all of them. All of them. Yeah. Get him in. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely love it. Um, player pathway just looks like it's well. I mean, we've talked about it before, haven't we? And the club are obviously quite proud of it and have talked about the player pathway. Um, Keith Curl did bring players through. There was a lot of, you know, talk about how, you know, really did it work <laughs> under Keith Curl with it. Maybe you can see, we'll see a little bit more... <sighs> proper or true progression with John Brady in charge just simply because he knows these lads and knows what they're capable of doing. That being said, Scott Pollock's not featured that much this season, which I think is a surprise mm. um, to a lot. Um, but then but again... Actually, actually, on Pollock, I don't think he had the best of games on Tuesday either. So there's probably... Uh, yeah, we've been I think calling out a... for him to get in the team but mm. I don't think he does get in there at the moment and I think that was quite a big chance for him I don't think he had the best of games on Tuesday didn't stand out I think you've got to stand out yeah. in a game like that to then worry I mean we saw it didn't we you know I don't think any of those players that played apart from Sam <laughs> made it into the first team for the following Saturday against Cambridge did they um, Hoskins was always likely to go back straight back into the side, having served his suspension. But everybody else, you know, it was one of those where they were going to have to have a really big standout performance to stand a chance of breaking into a side that has, you know, won four in a row prior to mm. Saturday. Um, Pollock was on the bench, of course, against Cambridge. I think Kabamba was on the bench as well. He did score against Brighton, so he finally gets himself off the mark. Um, in a cobbler's shirt in a competitive game. But yeah, um, I think you're right. Liam Cross for me was the standout performer across the whole game. Yeah. Um, Scott Pollock, oh, person, at, at times I didn't even notice he was on the pitch. Mm. So yeah, one of those. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's been a good week from anyway. The, the youngsters. It has. It's good been, week I mean, to be young. It would have been great to go through in the Pizza Cup, but concentrate on the league. <laughs> what they yeah. said. Yeah. The FA Cup. Please you know how devastated I was on Tuesday. It's taken me a few days to get over it. I know. Um, going crying out into your, Crying into your Hawaiian pizza, weren't you? I was. 
Hawaiian pizza. Uh, I couldn't think of anything less or, or more hipster than a Hawaiian for you, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, you've noticed something fun. Um, Have I? Yeah. Burst match ball on, a, on eBay. <laughs> oh, it wasn't me. It was... Um, oh, is it not? No, it was uh, one of our slackers, one of our fan club <sighs> members. Um, let me just find out who it was so I can give them full credit. It was... Dun, 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 dun. You might need to fill for a second. Phil Foden. Philip Senderos. Philip Senderos. That's where we went. Um, interesting news. Yeah, Matt Nichol. Matt Nichol. There we Matt go. Nichol. Um, he posted in the Slack channel. We've got... A burst match ball on eBay going for Ooh. 50 quid, if you'd like it. 50 quid? Um, yeah. Seller notes. Original match used football during the Northampton Town v. Carlisle United League match on the 30th of October 2021, which burst in the first half. All profits will be going to the NTFC Football in the Community Trust charity. So it must be them that's put it on. Someone who must have grabbed it when it burst. <laughs> and it says underneath, own a piece of Northampton Town history. <laughs> oh, wow. This ball burst during the first half and play was stopped for the ball to be replaced. I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I mean. (laughs) Starting bid 50 quid. Wow. Um, Okay. I mean, mean, by the time you hear this, it would have run out. So. Oh, I I just, I I didn't realise that it was for the community trust. So I I won't (laughs) laugh too hard, but own a piece of history. Oh, brilliant. Amazing. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Should should we, should we get an email? Go on. Oh, I love an email. Oh, and uh, we've had an updated jingle from uh, Malcolm. Oh, um, yes. I've not heard it yet. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's see what this is. Thanks, Malcolm. Hello. Ah, hello, Charles. Oh, we've got a new email address. Right. Of course, the jingle we did. Yeah. Okay. I'll have another go. All right. Yeah, take care. Bye now. <laughs> yeah, bye, Charles. Yeah, bye, Charles. Take care. It's time to read your letters out. But things have changed, so listen out. If you want to write about Northampton Town, you'll need to write this next bit down just have a rant or just some fun at podcast at cobblers to me.com no matter if we lose or win send us your thoughts come on get them in yes <laughs> do i get another signed cobbler shirt now charles <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Uh, that's amazing. Oh, Love it. Genuinely, that's the first time I've listened to that. That is... I mean, <laughs> bonus points for the start, for the bit of the start. Bonus points for Get Them In. Oh, but, enjoyable. But definitely bonus points for making it sound like I just keep talking, which... <laughs> It's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah that's also it's true. Like, Got to go now. Got to go now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Charles. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! I'm. Oh, That's great. I Can mean, we just change our email address every week so that we get a new one from <laughs> Malcolm every week? I was going to say, if that doesn't win the award for us, <laughs> I don't know what will. Uh, hello, hello. Uh, I'm Richard Hamley. I'm 72 years old and live in Winslow, which is near Buckingham. I hold a season ticket at the Cobblers and at Brackley Town as well. My first game. Um, was versus West Ham United at the County Ground on the 23rd of October 1965. It was a 2-1 win. Bobby Moore, Jeff Hurst, Martin Peters and all, and I've been hooked ever since. I've been a season ticket holder for the last five years, as prior to that, my wife became ill and so missed the wilder years. My first year as a season ticket holder saw Rob Page in charge and a never-forgotten day away at Bristol Rovers. Kind regards, Richard Hamley. Lovely stuff. That. That's great. So, so no link to Hamley's at all. No link to Hamley's. No. <laughs> there we go. So um, I'm, I'm afraid. Yeah, Richard is our latest member of the Fallon Club. Thank you very much for getting in touch, Richard. And with a with an absolutely fantastic story. I did have a little bit of a back and forth over email with Richard. I I love the thought that he was there watching. You know. Th- th- 
the three players that he mentioned there went on the following summer to become heroes. Yes. And they were at the county ground. And and not only were they at the county ground, but they got beat at the county ground. Mm. Yeah, that was quite rare, wasn't it, as well? um, That was great. Yeah, lovely memories. I love that kind of thing. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Yeah, send your emails to, as uh, Malcolm so brilliantly did, In the jingle, send your emails to podcast at cobblers to me.com. And um, look, if you'd like to make us a jingle, whether it be for the post bag or whether it's for um, uh, any of the other segments that we do, like when we talk about the NTFC women's team, um, let's, let us know, send an email, send an MP3 to us podcast at cobblers to me.com. Uh, we love getting them. It's do love so a jingle. much fun. And, and uh, it's it's ju- the fact that you guys that are listening want to do something to be involved is just brilliant. So if you ever want to be involved, then do let us know. Um, speaking of the women's team, Danny, um, yes, I've got a question for you. How many? How many? Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Neil would have been like, um, I don't know, did he? Um, But you went with how many? Yes, seven nil. Seven. Seven. Um, Seven nil. friends as well. Open Wigston. Yeah, that's in the the League Cup first round. So a couple of weeks ago was the FA Cup. This one's the League Cup. Um, Alex Dix got a hat-trick. And I think that was in the first half as well. So well done, Alex. Uh, Charlie Cooper, Leah Cadone, and Gracie Williams. And drum roll, please. You know what's coming. Our very own Abby Bruin yes. scored again. Get it in. It was a super sub this time around. Sub. Um, came off the bench, Solskjaer esque. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> <laughs> He's not doing it too well now, is he? But no, it's because there's many different meanings to to people at different ages. That <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll move on from that very very quickly. Um, so yes, another another win, another route, um, shall we say, um, yes. for the women's side, which is just they're just so good. Absolutely, yeah, it's, it's getting to the point now where we're like, what more can we? What more can you say about it? Isn't it? It's, it is. It's, uh, Winning this cup again next week is FA Cup first round, next, yeah. which was a big one. Um, that's going to be a really big challenge. Bedworth but, United, um, yeah. Bedworth United, Still yeah. don't know where it's going to be played yet. They've not announced it. So no, and I thought I think if it was going to be at Sixfields, they would have said by now. Which yeah, is a shame. If it Disappointing, but save it for the fourth round when the big guns come in. Oh, imagine that'd be so good. Absolutely, it really would be good to have that. Um, you are right. The, what is what is there more to say? I mean, it's just it, goals, 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 and goals. But but at the same time, defensively, I mean, we get oh, they get a lot yes, of praise yeah. about the goals, but it's always nil. In the, a lot of the time, it's nil yes. or at least one. So there's a lot of unsung heroes there. I think in the defence, the goalkeeper as well, keeping yeah, clean Daniel sheets. Got another yeah. clean sheet. And, I love the um, fact that Joe has got her own <laughs> picture, social media image for keeping a clean sheet. Yes, how we yes. were celebrating Adam Morton's gift. Yeah, yeah um, I think that's fair enough. Joe Daniel gets a, uh, a, a social media image for uh, keeping another clean sheet, which yeah, is brilliant. Her a, holding up a stop sign, which is yeah, brilliant. It's as good as a goal, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. That. Colin Coldwood-esque, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Don't consider. Maybe we should start doing that when we keep clean sheets. Colin Coldwood just does a. <laughs> just Colin, that's what we need. We need a Colin Coldwood. Yeah. <laughs> you shall not pass. Conceded. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I absolutely love the idea. Um, that's it for this week. Thank you again for listening and supporting us. Um, if you'd like more from us, then then go to our website, cobblers2me.com, where you'll find Danny's match previews. Uh, information on the fan club. Uh, there's also a, a merchandise shop coming soon where you can buy things that are podcast related. Um, we'll be back in your headphones next week, but if you can't wait until then, then you can join the fan club to get Danny's FA Cup first round roundup podcast and also the next episode in our Meet the Staff series with NTFC club chaplain Hayden Spenceley. Have a great week, Cobblers fans. It's brilliant to have you listen. Thank you so much for getting us to where we are 
It really is appreciated. An award, for goodness sake. Brilliant. <laughs> Just Nom- Nomination, Charles. Nomination. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Love you all. Thank you very much. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Way! There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. This podcast is a proud member of the FanHub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network.